The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Monday, Monday. Can't trust that day. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, September 20th, 2021. Monday of the 25th week in Ordinary Time in the Missal, it's Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of Saints Andrew Kim Taigon, Paul Chong Hasang, and companions, the Korean martyrs. The evangelization of Korea began during the 17th century. During persecutions in the 19th century, 103 members of the Christian community gave their lives as martyrs. Outstanding among these witnesses to the faith were the first Korean priest and pastor, Andrew Kim Taigan, and the lay apostle, Paul Chang Hassan. Korean martyrs, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that we all will make courageous choices for a simple and environmentally sustainable lifestyle, rejoicing in our young people who are resolutely committed to this. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. Today's Gospel is full of surprises. It begins normally enough what we might expect. Jesus is preaching and travelling. We see him going around preaching the Kingdom of God. There's no surprise there. We learn that the twelve are with him. No surprise in that either. But then from then onwards, it starts to get surprising. We next learn that there are women with him. That wasn't normal in that time. A preacher, a rabbi, wouldn't travel around with women. But these aren't just ordinary women. These are women who have been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Now it's getting really surprising. Women who have had problems in life. We're told about some of them. Mary Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. What does this mean? Surprising. The different fathers of the church had different explanations. Remember that in the Bible, the number seven means fullness. Somehow, Mary Magdalene had had the fullness of the demons inside her, the fullness of the devil. Possibly it meant that she had all the capital sins. She'd been full of evil until God converted her. Then we learn about another woman, Joanna, wife of Chusa, a steward of Herod. 
And here again, Divine Spirit, you surprise us in this sacred text. Because Herod was the corrupt king. We read in the Gospel of those Herodians who tried to trap Jesus in his words. And so Jesus had a follower amidst that crowd. What would Joanna's husband, Chooser, have thought about her wife, about his wife going around in Jesus' retinue? Would it threaten his position? Would it threaten his career? And then we're told about Susanna. Susanna doesn't appear elsewhere in the Gospels, but it, that the simple name makes us think of the Susanna in the Old Testament, that good, holy, brave, chaste woman who was falsely accused of impurity by those lustful old men. And then it continues, even more surprising, that we are told that there were many other women in Jesus' following, in Jesus' retinue, who ministered to him out of their own means. Jesus, you were partially kept, you were partially supported by these women. And again, this is really surprising. In such a male-dominated society, such dependence on women would have been shocking indeed. And yet, Lord, you wanted to rely on women. We're told later in the Gospel of Matthew that there were many women at the crucifixion of our Lord who had followed Jesus from Galilee while ministering to him. Jesus, you accepted the support of women. Later on, it will be women who will be the first witnesses to the resurrection. And again, that is rather shocking because at that time, the testimony of women wasn't usually respected, wasn't even accepted in law processes. And so, dearest God, Father of all, who love all your children, you teach us here about the role of women in the church. And we see that their role was key from the start. And this is a good lesson for us men, that we need to respect ever more the role of women in the church. Christian men should be the first feminists, if that means respecting the essential place, the essential role of women in society and the church. But there's another aspect of this gospel, which is also very striking. I've mentioned these women, but if you remember, as I've already said, some of them had real problems. Mary had seven demons cast out of her. We see elsewhere that prostitutes and other women in difficult situations followed our Lord. There's the woman who washed his feet and anointed them with oil. And that caused scandal. This is a sinful woman. She was known to be a sinful woman. And yet our Lord allowed her to touch him so closely. There was Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well. That woman who had had five husbands and the man she was with now wasn't her husband. And here in this gospel passage, women with infirmities in one way or another, a number of them broken people. And yet, aren't those broken people all of us? You and me, my friends, as we talk to Jesus, as we talk to God our Father, as we pray in the Holy Spirit, we also need to recognise our brokenness. We might like our church, our group, our community to be full of the right sort of people. People of our class, people of our level, 
beautiful people. But that's not the community of Jesus. Jesus' community includes people cured of evil spirits and ailments, complicated, broken people. Lord Jesus, we all confess that we are broken. I am broken, broken in so many ways, weak, unable to live as you want me to live, so often failing. Perhaps there are Mary Magdalene's amongst us. Perhaps somebody here listening is a Mary Magdalene from whom seven demons had gone out. My friend, if, it, if those seven demons have gone out of you, if you have been filled with vices, don't worry, you can be a great Mary Magdalene, so full of love, faithful to the cross, a witness to the resurrection. Perhaps there's a Joanna listening today, like that wife of Herod Stewart Chooser. Your husband perhaps is in a difficult situation, or a male version of Joanna, your wife is in a difficult situation, or your parents, they have a tricky job, and it's difficult for you to follow Christ. How can I follow Christ when my husband is doing this? How can I follow Christ when my wife is doing this? How can I follow Christ when my mum or my dad are doing this? It's difficult. My situation is complicated. And yet Joanna still was able to follow Jesus. Perhaps there's a Susanna listening today. Somebody here who has been wrongly accused, who's suffering through a false accusation, who's made to seem ashamed, even though he or she is totally innocent. Or perhaps there's people in even more complicated situations. Perhaps there's somebody like that woman caught in adultery, publicly shamed. How can I follow Jesus? But you, Lord Jesus, put the accusers to shame yourself. And you said to the woman, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and do not sin again. Perhaps somebody listening today is like that woman who anointed our Lord's feet, who though she had sinned so much, showed so much love. Your love can overcome your sins. We are all broken. Let's just admit that. Let's accept Christ's mercy. One of the things I love doing is going walking or running in nature. And do you know why I like it so much, apart from the contact with the fresh air? One of the things I like about it is that everything is not perfect. Everything is a little bit crooked, gnarled, muddy. It's full of imperfection. Things are bent, twisted. And it's all that weakness, all that deformity in a sense, which makes everything so much more beautiful. Lord, your church, mysteriously, is beautiful also for our weakness. In our weakness, your glory also shines through, through your mercy, your power and your compassion. Yes, the church needs saints, many saints, and we must all struggle for sanctity. But even our sinfulness shows forth your glory through your mercy. So let's not want a church that is only for perfect people, for beautiful people, for intelligent people. Let's also want a church that is for the broken, knowing, as I said earlier, that you, my friend, and I are both broken. We always have the compassion of our mother. She is the merciful mother who takes pity on her weak children. Let's acknowledge that we are weak, as others are weak, 
so that Mary will take pity on each of us. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour. We'll pray the hours next. This is Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of the Korean Martyrs, Monday, September 20th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. We pray now with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. The Lord is God, the mighty God the great king over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger. They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. Lord, do not reprove me in your anger. Punish me not in your rage. Have mercy on me, Lord. I have no strength. Lord, heal me. My body is racked. My soul is racked with pain. But you, O Lord, how long? Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me in your merciful love. For in death no one remembers you. From the grave, who can give you praise? I am exhausted with my groaning. Every night I drench my pillow with tears. I bedew my bed with weeping. My eye wastes away with grief. I have grown old, surrounded by my foes. Leave me, all of you who do evil. For the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will accept my prayer. All my foes will retire in confusion, foiled, and suddenly confounded. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you love mercy and tenderness. You give life and overcome death. Look upon the many wounds of your church. Restore it to health by your risen Son, so that it may sing a new song in your praise. Show Show me your mercy, Lord, and keep me safe. The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. The The poor poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad, and sing psalms to your name. O Most High, see how my enemies turn back, how they stumble and perish before you. You upheld the justice of my cause. You sat enthroned, judging with justice. You have checked the nations, destroyed the wicked, and have wiped out their name forever and ever. The foe is destroyed, eternally ruined. You uprooted their cities. Their memory has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He will judge the world with justice. He will judge the peoples with his truth. For the oppressed, let the Lord be a stronghold, a stronghold in times of distress. Those who know your name will trust you. You will never forsake those who seek you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The The poor are not alone in their distress. God is here to help them. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord where the people of Zion gather. 
I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Sing psalms to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his mighty works among the peoples, for the avenger of blood has remembered them, has not forgotten the cry of the poor. Have pity on me, Lord, see my sufferings, you who save me from the gates of death that I may recount all your praise at the gates of the city of Zion, and rejoice in your saving help. The nations have fallen in the pit which they made, their feet caught in the snare they laid. The Lord has revealed himself and given judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Let the wicked go down among the dead, all the nations forgetful of God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, nor the hopes of the poor be in vain. Arise, Lord, let men not prevail, let the nations be judged before you. Lord, strike them with terror, let the nations know they are but men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord God, when you judge, do not be deaf to the shouts of the poor. Bring havoc to the madness of oppressors. Look at our wounds and save us from the gates of death, so that we may always rejoice in your help and speak your praise in the gates of Zion. I will be the herald of your praises, Lord, where the people of Zion gather. Our spirits yearn for the Lord. He is is our our help help and our our protector. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. In these words, prophesy to them, to the shepherds. Thus says the Lord God. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who have been pasturing themselves. Should not shepherds rather pasture sheep? You have fed off their milk, worn their wool, and slaughtered the fatlings, but the sheep you have not pastured. You did not strengthen the weak, nor heal the sick, nor bind up the injured. You did not bring back the strayed nor seek the lost, but you lorded it over them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered for lack of a shepherd and became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered and wandered over all the mountains and high hills. My sheep were scattered over the whole earth with no one to look after them or to search for them. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. As a shepherd tends his flock when he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I will lead them out from among the peoples and gather them from the foreign lands. I will bring them back 
to their own country and pasture them upon the mountains of Israel, in the land's ravines and all its inhabited places. In good pastures I will pasture them, and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing ground. There they shall lie down on good grazing ground, and in rich pastures they shall be pastured on the mountains of Israel. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord. The lost I will seek out. The strayed I will bring back. The injured I will bind up. The sick I will heal. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. Shepherding them rightly. I will appoint one shepherd over them to pasture them, my servant David. He shall pasture them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will make a covenant of peace with them and rid the country of ravenous beasts, that they may dwell securely in the desert and sleep in the forests. I will place them about my hill, sending rain in due season, rains that shall be a blessing to them. The trees of the field shall bear their fruits, and the land its crops, and they shall dwell securely on their own soil. Thus they shall know that I am the Lord when I break the bonds of their yoke and free them from the power of those who have enslaved them. They shall no longer be despoiled by the nations or devoured by beasts of the earth, but shall dwell secure with no one to frighten them. I will prepare for them peaceful fields for planting. They shall no longer be carried off by famine in the land, or bear the reproaches of the nations. Thus they shall know that I, the Lord, am their God, and they are my people, the house of Israel, says the Lord God. You, my sheep, you are the sheep of my pasture, and I am your God, says the Lord God. The Word of the Lord I shall rescue my sheep from wherever they were scattered on the day of mist and darkness, and I shall bring them back to their own land. And, and in, in rich, rich pasture lands I, I shall feed, feed them. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And, and in, in rich pasture lands I, I shall, shall feed them. A reading from the final exhortation of Andrew Kim Tigan, Priest and Martyr. My brothers and sisters, my dearest friends, think again and again on this. God has ruled over all things in heaven and on earth from the beginning of time. Then reflect on why and for what purpose he chose each one of us to be created in his own image and likeness. In this world of perils and hardship, 
if we did not recognize the Lord as our Creator. There would be no benefit either in being born or in our continued existence. We have come into this world by God's grace. By that same grace we have received baptism, entrance into the church, and the honor of being called Christians. Yet what good will this do us, if we are Christians in name alone and not in fact? We would have come into the world for nothing. We would have entered the church for nothing. And we would have betrayed even God and His grace. It would have been better never to have been born than to receive the grace of God and then to sin against Him. Look at the farmer who cultivates his rice fields. In season he plows, then fertilizes the earth. Never counting the cost, he labors under the sun to nurture the seed he has planted. When harvest time comes and the rice crop is abundant, forgetting his labor and sweat, he rejoices with an exultant heart. But if the crop is sparse and there is nothing but straw and husks, the farmer broods over his toil and sweat and turns his back on that field with a disgust that is all the greater the harder he has toiled. The Lord is like a farmer, and we are the field of rice that he fertilizes with his grace and by the mystery of the Incarnation, and the redemption irrigates with his blood in order that we will grow and reach maturity. When harvest time comes, the day of judgment, those who have grown to maturity in the grace of God will find the joy of adopted children in the kingdom of heaven. Those who have not grown to maturity will become God's enemies, and even though they were once his children, they will be punished according to their deeds for all eternity. Dearest brothers and sisters, when he was in the world, the Lord Jesus bore countless sorrows, and by his own passion and death founded his church. Now he gives it increase through the sufferings of his faithful. No matter how fiercely the powers of this world oppress and oppose the church, they will never bring it down. Ever since his ascension and from the time of the apostles to the present, the Lord Jesus has made his church grow even in the midst of tribulation. For the last fifty or sixty years, ever since the coming of the church to our own land of Korea, the faithful have suffered persecution over and over again. Persecution still rages, and as a result many who are friends in the household of faith, myself among them, have been thrown into prison and, like you, are experiencing severe distress. Because we have become the one body, should not our hearts be grieved for the members who are suffering? Because of the human ties that bind us, should we not feel deeply the pain of our separation? But as the Scriptures say, God numbers the very hairs of our head, and in His all-embracing providence He has care over us all. Persecution, therefore, can only be regarded as the command of the Lord, or as a prize He gives, or as a punishment He permits. Hold fast, then, to the will of God, and with all your heart fight the good fight under the leadership of Jesus. Conquer again the diabolical power of this world that Christ has already vanquished. I beg you not to fail in your love for one another, but to support one another, and to stand fast until the Lord mercifully delivers us from our trials. There are twenty of us in this place, 
and by God's grace we are so far all well. If any of us is executed, I ask you not to forget our families. I have many things to say, yet how can pen and paper capture what I feel? I end this letter. As we are all near the final ordeal, I urge you to remain steadfast in faith, so that at last we will all reach heaven and there rejoice together. I embrace you all in love. These are the martyrs who bore witness to Christ. Praising the Lord, they feared no evil. The blood blood of the the martyrs martyrs is is the the seed seed of of Christians. They are as unknown, yet well-known, as dying, yet living still, as having nothing, yet possessing all things. The The blood blood of of the the martyrs is the seed of Christians. Let us pray. O God, who have been pleased to increase your adopted children in all the world, and who made the blood of the martyr St. Andrew Kim Taogon and his companions a most fruitful seed of Christians, grant that we may be defended by their help and profit always from their example. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 21 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of the Korean Martyrs. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells the people, let your light shine. It's from the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hid that shall not be made manifest, nor anything secret that shall not be known and come to light. Take heed then how you hear, for to him who has will more be given, and from him who has not Even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily Mass readings are on the Relevant Radio app. I have a priest friend who has said that when we meet God face to face, he'll be less concerned about what we did and more concerned with who did you bring with you. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. In today's Gospel, the Lord speaks to us about our apostolic responsibility. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand that those who enter may see the light. Whoever follows Christ, whoever lights up a lamp, not only has to work for his own sanctification, but also for that of others. The Lord illustrates this duty by using images which were readily understandable to the ordinary people who listened to him. 
In every house the lamp gives light when darkness falls. Everyone knows where it is normally placed and why. The lamp is there to illuminate. For that reason it may be placed quite high. Perhaps it would hang from a hook. It would not occur to anyone to hide their lamp so that its light would be obscured. What purpose would that serve? Jesus said to his disciples, You are the light of the world. The light of the disciple is a reflection of the light of the Master himself. In the absence of this light of Christ, society becomes engulfed in the most impenetrable darkness. When one walks in darkness, one soon stumbles and falls. Without Christ, the world is a perilous minefield that is hardly inhabitable. Christians are to illuminate the environment in which they live and work. A follower of Christ necessarily gives light. If he did not do so, he would be like a lamp hidden beneath a vessel. The Second Vatican Council emphasized the faithful's right and duty to do apostolate. This responsibility originates in the sacrament of baptism and is reaffirmed at confirmation. As a consequence, each and every Christian belongs to the mystical body of Christ. Between the members of this body there exists further such a unity and solidarity that a member who does not work at the growth of the body to the extent of his possibilities must be considered useless both to the church and to himself. The apostolate is manifested in many different forms. It is a continuous action somewhat comparable to the constant flow of light from a lamp. It is neither a flashing light nor an oscillating light. It is on all the time. The very witness of a Christian life and good works done in a supernatural spirit are effective in drawing men to the faith and to God. In addition, those who still do not believe in Christ can see their own way illuminated by the example of those who follow the Master. All Christians, by the example of their lives and the witness of the Word, wherever they live, have an obligation to manifest the new man which they put on in baptism and to reveal the power of the Holy Spirit by whom they were strengthened at confirmation, so that others seeing their good works might glorify the Father and more perfectly perceive the true meaning of human life and the universal solidarity of mankind. Let us ask ourselves today about our effect on those who live side by side with us, those who have dealings with us for professional or social reasons. Do they see this light which illumines the way that leads to God? Do these same people feel themselves moved by their contact with us to lead better lives? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words, give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King. 
and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me. In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and ring out their joy. You shelter them, in you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor, as with a shield. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore, Adore the, the Lord, Lord in his, his holy court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Adore the Lord in his holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters. The Lord on the immensity of waters. The voice of the Lord full of power, the voice of the Lord, full of splendor. The Lord's voice shattering the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. 
he makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore, Adore the Lord in his holy court. A reading from Second Corinthians. Praised be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions, and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from Him. As we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ do we share abundantly in His consolation. The Word of the Lord. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. God Himself is their reward. They live with Him forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The just are the friends of God. They live with Him forever. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the sake of justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed are those who suffer persecution for the sake of justice. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of his witnesses who shed their blood for the word of God. Let us praise him in remembrance of them. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your your blood. blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your your blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You redeemed us by your blood. Your martyrs washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who have been pleased to increase your adopted children in all the world, and who made the blood of the martyr St. Andrew Kim Taogon and his companions a most fruitful seed of Christians. Grant that we may be defended by their help and profit always from their example. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning air is coming right up. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out now, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.